Hello, welcome once again to The Undoing, a therapy podcast, a weekly episode on the HBO series The Undoing. It is based on the novel You Should Have Known by Jean Hans Carlitz. It stars Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant and is run as showrunner by David E. Kelly. Uh, for folks who are curious about any of those people, we discussed them in the prior episode. This is the second episode of this mini-series where we discuss each episode weekly. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire, in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Doing well. How are you? Good. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how's it going, sir? It's all right. Excellent. Uh, folks who are curious uh, where you can find us. You can find us uh, a number of places, but the, the main spot is darkdiscussions.com, which is the website. We are part of the Dark Discussions network of podcasts, uh, a group of podcasts, 30 or so podcasts that are under the darkdiscussions.com website. Uh, that website includes all sorts of things, including podcasts, but it also includes articles, um, release notices, uh, videos, basically wherever your horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thriller, techno thriller, mystery, grindhouse, art house, and so forth, news can be found. It can be found at darkdiscussions.com. Uh, to follow this podcast, you can find it uh, at three or so locations. You can find it at uh, the RSS feed f- for uh, The Undoing, a therapy podcast, or you could go to Dark Discussions Network of Podcasts, or you can go to Dark Discussions Podcasts, uh, all three of those uh, feeds, which are found on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and whatnot, um, will have this podcast. If you just want this podcast specifically, go to The Undoing, a therapy podcast, and that will uh, only have this podcast. Uh, The others have multiple podcasts that your co-hosts are on, as well as other shows uh, of the Dark Discussions Network. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook at Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, where you can join in the discussion. You can also find us on Twitter. Dark Discussion 1 is the Twitter to look for. And you can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. We have not gotten any emails yet on uh, this uh, TV show or our podcast on the show. And uh, another place is you can go to darkdiscussions.com and just prick the contact us link, uh, which will also send an email directly to us. We will read your email on the episode uh, that uh, is coming up. So uh, send those emails in. Um, all right, let's get into uh, this episode and such. First off, uh, I'm doing uh, part two, or The Missing is the name of this this one uh november 1st it came out and it got 799,000 viewers which still isn't humongous but it's a jump of 113,000 people from the prior week uh that that u.s viewership is actually um those who watched the episodes during the live broadcast or started it as a vod at the as in that hour that it was live. So since then, obviously it has grown and multiple people have probably seen it. It obviously got a uh, good 
uh, word of mouth because it did jump 113,000 people for for the, the almost 800,000 folk. Uh, it'll be curious to see uh, next week what it'll do. Um, this episode here was uh, directed by Susan Beer again and written by David E. Kelly again. Uh, we discussed both of those folks in the prior episode. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I guess we can go around and discuss uh, our feelings on this episode. Uh, so let's start with you, Bert. Oh, I really like this episode. Um, I kind of predicted where it was going to go before um, we even got there. Pretty early on, I told my wife where I thought it was going, and it, it definitely went there. Um, so I wasn't really surprised, but it, I thought it was a really solid episode. It felt more of a from a psychological perspective than than the first episode. Um, and I, I just think the acting was impeccable and it was just really tight and well done episode. And uh, so you're watching the, sh- the show with your wife as well? I am. And she, does she enjoy it, I assume? She is. Yes. yes very well. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, I actually thought this episode was excellent as well. Uh, so far, both ep- episodes would be high recommends for me. Uh, or from me. Um, the Missing is an interesting episode compared to the prior because, yeah, this one is very much uh, the psychological thriller episode while the, the prior one was obviously a setup of who the characters are, their life, and so forth, as well as some uh, thriller aspects. But this one is straight thriller. Uh, the episode also had pretty much Nicole Kidman in every scene uh, so we've pretty much now can determine that this show is Nicole Kidman's uh, show. Uh, all the other actors are great and, and do their job as well, but uh, she is the lead and is the star, and, and it's all in her perspective or, or her what's going on around her life, her character's life, Grace Frazier. Uh, it also shows that Nicole Kidman is what and was and still is one of uh, our great uh, starlets um, of today. Uh, she's an absolutely phenomenal actress and uh, pretty much um, shows it in this show. Uh, all right, let's go with you, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, it was a good show. Um, I I did not see some of it, but I – how shall I say this? I did not see some of this stuff coming, but I wasn't surprised when it did eventually happen. Uh, I kind of called part of it without really knowing it. Like the whole part when she was staring at Nicole Kidman, I was wondering if she was staring at both Kidman and uh, Hugh Grant. But um, yeah, I really didn't. Some of some of this was uh Caught, uh, like I said, I did not see it coming, but I wasn't surprised. All right, very well. Um, let's see, the show is actually gaining more and more approval rating. It's now up to seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and I think it was low seventies or high sixties last week. Um, uh, the reviews I've, I've read online about this episode from some major uh places have, have given it high high reviews as well so it's it's actually really getting a, a lot of good reviews as as it 
um, more and more people and more and more critics are actually seeing it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I yeah, still can't pretty... believe Lovecraft Country got good reviews. So <laughs> <I'm not laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> yeah, I'm still I mean, seeing I mean, stuff saying, "Hey, this show was great," and I'm like, "What?" Not to bash on yeah. it again, but still, this show is so much better, so much well, better. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, so much better, and it's very odd because yeah, Lovecraft country had like 89 or 91 percent good reviews for the, the season and i look back at that uh, for folks who are curious why we're talking about lovecraft country for two reasons one uh that was the big sunday show for hbo the last eight weeks or so or 10 weeks and and this this here is the new show that replaced it and sunday night as, as folks know um that is is the big night for hbo with their their big um uh highlight television series that goes on i guess yearly they, they replace it after each season is there's a new one that pops up and this is the new one and this one here is only getting like i said 72 percent or 70 76 percent and lovecraft country which was god awful it was got like ninety one percent, and it's like yeah. I feel oh. like this one's being held up to an unreasonable standard or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Lovecraft Country just got a wash or something. It was you know, yeah, giving giving some extra points for something. And I have no idea why because that show it was uh, again I'll, I'll state it god awful. And uh, the second reason we're bringing it up is uh, me Barrett and Kevin as well as a, a fourth co-host Mike. Uh, did a weekly podcast on Lovecraft Country, and people can go and check that out on the Dark Discussions Network um, under the, the a feed called A Travel Guide to Lovecraft Country, the podcast. And we did a bunch, I think, eleven episodes on that show, um, and you can hear our thoughts on that. Um, all right, so. Um, any any non spoilery stuff or undoing stuff that folks wanted to bring up before we continue? Uh, we, we obviously just did one, which was comparing it with HBO's prior big sh- weekly show, and uh, obviously we're favoring this a whole lot more. Um, I mentioned that it's getting uh, really good reviews uh, weekly by various online magazines, uh, not just just um, bloggers but actual mainstream new you know online newspapers and such um anybody else have anything they want to bring up uh just that i liked the way they did the episode as more of a psychological thriller it was definitely distinct from the first episode yet it carried the story further along it didn't you know deviate from the story by doing that it still was the story but it did, had a good different feel to it if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It sure does. I'm not certain it does. Yeah. This, this one, um, obviously the, the shows are Lovecraft country and this one are, are, are very much different. Lovecraft country was a dark fantasy, urban fantasy, whatever type of show. Um, and th- this is based in quote unquote real life in a sense. Um, but, but the main thing is it's, it's so much better written. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. So I guess we can do a minor recap of last week. Basically, um, we have the Frasers, a wealthy family, um, mother, father, and a son. 
both parents are uh, medical doctors, it appears. Um, one's a, a psych- psychiatrist, and, uh, which is Grace, played by Nicole Kidman. And then uh, the father is an oncologist. Uh, his name is Jonathan Fraser, played by Hugh Grant. They have a son uh, named Henry, who's, I think elementary school or like like sixth grade maybe fifth grade something like that fourth like grade on and um they are at a private school called Reardon academy um they have a group of people that go to the school that are considered um scholarship so not so well to do people that that get scholarship to go there uh, versus Nicole Kidman's family and the sh- which are and all her friends, which are all high end bourgeois, uh, Brahim type folk. Um, there's a woman there that kind of has named Elena Alves that kind of has become friendly with Nicole Kidman, who has a son there from a uh, the scholarship program, and then. She, she passes away in a, a very bloody murder. Um, and that's pretty much the setup. I guess most people who are listening to this podcast have already watched both episode one and two. So I don't think we have to get into much further details. So we can probably just pick up uh, where this episode begins, uh, which is where last episode ended, which is her husband happens to be in Cleveland for a medical conference they live in New York. She hasn't heard from him. She's getting concerned. She calls him up, finds out that his cell phone has actually been left in the dresser drawer or the nightstand drawer. So she panics and begins calling all the Hyatts in Cleveland. Can't f- find him because that's the hotel she, he said that she, he would be at. So this picks up where she's beginning to call not just Hyatt hotels, but every hotel in Cleveland, and she can't find get a hold of him at all. Um, all right, so what do we want to talk about? Uh, we're going to go into spoilers and all that, because, again, people who are listening to this podcast are listening to it because they want to hear further reviews and critique and uh, dissection of what they saw, and uh, we're here to do that. Um, I kind of want to start where she goes to the hospital to talk to his coworker. She's kind of passing yeah. by the hospital, and she sees him, <laughs> and so yeah, she goes in to talk to him. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump around all over the place. So uh, this this scene actually takes place in the middle of the uh, episode, and yeah, um, yeah I, and she wasn't really just passing by, right? She was heading over there. Yeah, yeah, but she sees him and goes right into that area because he's there, and she wants to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. This is this uh, Doctor Stuart Rosenfeld. That was a co. That's a coworker of uh, Jonathan. So she's hoping to get information from him because she had her uh, secretary call or, or office manager call Rosenfeld to see, you know, if he has heard from Jonathan because her husband has been now missing for 24 hours. Um, yeah. So go ahead. So she goes into a costume and he basically says he can't talk about it because there's some kind of restriction against it. It goes against some kind of issue 
and it sounds like some kind of settlement, and um, basically he no longer works there. <laughs> and he hasn't worked there for three months, I think it is. Yeah, but but she doesn't find that out from Rosenfeld, right? Because Rosenfeld, again, won't say anything, right? He he just says, she asks, he, have you heard I from I think Jonathan? he says she's, and, he's not there anymore. I think he gives her that much information, right? No, no, it does not. Uh, I just rewatched it right before okay. uh, we started recording. Basically what happens is she goes in and says, hey, uh, Stuart, and he goes, oh, hi, it's good to see you, whatever. And she says, hey, have you heard from uh, my assistant? And he goes, no, I have not. And she goes, well, have you heard from Jonathan? He's he's uh, He looks edgy at that point. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, no. And she goes, well, he's in a, at a conference, the conference in, in Cleveland. And he goes, I don't know anything about that. And then he finally says, I can't talk. And she goes, what do you mean you can't talk? And he goes, well, uh, I'm not allowed to. And she goes, what do you mean? He goes, I'm sorry, Grace. I just can't. I, I'm not allowed to talk about it at all. And then he basically leaves. And that's, he runs. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's pretty much it. So she knows something's weird, but she still doesn't know that right. her husband has been fired from the hospital yet. She right, finds right. She police. finds that out later, right, from the police. Right. Um, what do you think, Kevin? What, what was your thoughts? You said you kind of were, were surprised about where this was going. I, I kind of was too. I, I wasn't necessarily expecting that the husband had all these issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know, um, like we said, we were talking about if, uh, well, first, you know, he says, you know, I, I want to ask about the, uh, um, the conference and guys like, well, there is no conference, but that we kind of figured out. Yeah. You know, we kind of, you know, we figured that out for ourselves. So, I mean, all they were doing is just con- confirming, confirming. Yeah. confirming what we, you know, what he and, and Nicole Kidman figures out. But what we, um, but what happens is, is that later, uh, police officers ask Nicole Kidman to come down to the station with her. And... Nicole Kidman's father, played by Donald Sutherland, saying, that's stupid. You don't do that. No, you got, okay, if you're going to go get a lawyer. <laughs> no. And she's like, no, I'm just going to go and I'm going to find stuff out. And I'm thinking to myself. That hey. was the biggest flaw I thought with the episode. Um, and it's small to me, but I, I just, I hate when TV does that, when people don't get lawyers. Yeah, I just don't like that because it's smart to. But then again, I thought about all the crime shows I've seen where people just talk <laughs> anyway. So, well, I mean, it's the thing is, is that and it's and I'm not saying that, you know, if I mean, when the things they they try to do to you is they say, well, if you if you lawyer up, that only makes you look guilty. Yeah. Like, no. Well, it can. But at the same time, though, if they're investigating a murder. Okay, even if you had absolutely nothing to do with it, even if you 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 didn't do it, you had no idea who did it. The thing is, is that the cops are looking, the the police officers are doing their jobs and they are looking for somebody that may have committed this murder. Okay, and they will take anything you say and try to use it against you. Okay, not because they're bad. It's just that's their job. So we Uh. I could think they could be bad. I mean, we saw that we've seen what the FBI does all the time, where they took down Martha Stewart 
uh, not for actual the crime of that they were going for, but because she didn't say the truth. Uh, and then we saw I saw the movie Richard Jewell, where um, the lawyer says either always uh, answer their question truthfully, and if you don't remember or you're not sure, just say you don't remember. Because if you say anything, you know they'll they'll take you down for a crime they're they're not looking for. Uh, you know they'll they'll take you down for for misspeaking, right? I mean, you, well, they may have you in there for one crime, but they'll take you down for a different crime. Uh, the FBI is, is well known to do that. And though these aren't FBI people, they're cops, it's yeah. still kind of the well, same principle. My, my point is, though, like, for example, I saw I saw one video about, you know, about from from a lawyer talking about like a, a criminal defense lawyer just saying, look, the cops asked to come into your house. Don't let them in. You know, even right. if you've done absolutely nothing wrong. They're still looking for something. They're still looking for a crime because that's kind of, that's what they do, you know. And they because you know some somebody may who was in your house may have done something, you know, dropped something or whatever, and they'll they'll look at it and say, well, hey, wait a minute, yeah, it, what's this? And then they'll bust you for something that you had absolutely nothing to do with, you know. It's the thing is is that Nicole Kidman. Could have could have gotten all that information that she got with a lawyer. Yeah, with a lawyer present. Yep. You know, because all they would say. I mean, it's funny because I mean, the one of the things that I liked because I mean, got to remember that Nicole Kidman is no is not a her character is not stupid. Nope. Okay, she is a doc. She is a doctor. She is a um, probably a psychologist. Uh, or something. Well, I don't know about. I'm thinking psychology. psychiatrist. Well, no, psychiatrist means um, it's like she's all about medicine and stuff. Yeah. Well, right, right. She's either but, an MD or a PhD, but she is a well, doctor. She yeah, does have yeah. some sort she's of doctor. She's probably a PhD, but she. But the thing is, is that she's no slouch. She's not a dummy, and so when it's it's funny because the cops say, um, you know, where's your husband? I don't know. Do you know where he is? I he said he was in Cleveland. Do you think he's in Cleveland? Now this is where you needed the lawyer to tell her don't answer that. Because if she doesn't, you know, because she doesn't they don't want it to make it look like she's hiding something. Because in a right. way, you could have made an argument that she was trying to hide something. You know, right. yeah, because, point, if if I could interject what, what yeah. the actual quote is, because I like I said, I just seen the it for the third time just right before this recording they say uh is your husband at your apartment and she goes of course not and the, and they go w- w- why would you say of course not and she goes because i already told you they that he's in in cleveland for for uh, for a conference for his work and then she said they say what is the where does he work and she says the hospital name and then that's when they say he doesn't work there. He hasn't been working there for a long time. And so they're, they're trying to trick her right. to see if she's guilty as well. Yep. And that's another reason why you want the lawyer, because it, they could immediately say, like, oh, you're covering for him. Why wouldn't he be at his house? Because he, he's he, that's where he lives. And you're trying to tell me he's in Cleveland when he's never been in Cleveland. And he doesn't even work where you're saying he works. And that's why you need your lawyer, because they're trying to trap her, too. 
Right. Well, and it, keep in and, mind, remember I said last episode that that phone was going to become an issue, and that's exactly where they use it, right at that point. Yeah, well, why is the yeah, phone being rung from there? Yeah, well, it's like they – well, actually, it was more they, – they knew where his phone was because they were able to trace it. Yep. Right. You know, and she said, well, why is his phone there? And, she, and she's like, he left it. Well, why didn't you tell us that? You were asking me where he was, not where his phone was. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, and that's and I have to admit, I mean, that was even and, and though, actually even though they of... could have gotten Nicole Kidman's character in trouble, I thought that was still a pretty good retort from her, which was, hey, you were asking where he was, not where his phone was. But you know what? And, I think that that may have been a flaw in the script, because when they interviewed her the first time, it was before she found out about the phone. Right. But again, though, at that point, they're already asking where is she he now. And and so at this point, the second interview, she knows um, that, you know, the phone was left. And and yeah, right. So so continue, Kevin. I, I just wanted to. Well, didn't and didn't the, the police. Oh, no, this was while and she comes home. Oh, this was later. But I mean, first, Donald Sutherland says. You know, spend the night in his at his at her, you know, Donald Sutherland's playing her father. And he's because he he she brings there's her son, you know, and herself to the to her where her father lives. And her yeah, father, it's just a, a, a grandfather visit. Basically, I'm going to visit right. my father and, and you're visiting the grandfather type of thing. Right. Right. And so and that's and so that's when she says, you know, I want to go and. Uh, you know, I have to collect some things from the house. But the thing is, you notice that she doesn't she I mean, she goes back to the house, but she spends the night there and she doesn't right. she doesn't go return to her father's place until early morning. She searches she it. She starts looking through his stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then trying to find stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, then she finds perfume mm-hmm. that, that reminds her of the girl. That, yeah, and a scarf. And a scarf. Alina, and the scarf. Right. And then. A feminine but, scarf. It wasn't a but, male scarf. So it's like, right. like, well, whose is it? It's not hers. Right. Yep. The, the funny part was, is I'm looking, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. He's, I, I mean, it, it's really irrelevant, but I mean, she's sitting there in his office, in his home office, and his closet's there. Like all of his clothes are in his office. And I'm thinking, well, that's an interesting place to keep your clothes as in your office. You know, don't they don't they have share? Don't they share? Uh, I mean, with the house like that, wouldn't they have a large walk-in closet? You know, you I would think I, so. You would, right? Yeah, you would think so. But then, like, it's then, um, you know, she spends the night there pretty much, and then she she gets up early in the morning and she walks, you know, walks to her father's place with with bags and all that. And then she goes to school with her son, and then and then she she really doesn't notice anything until. The principal comes up and says, you know, leave your son here, but don't you come back. And she's yeah, like, pr- I, I thought he was a prick for that. But well, yeah, the thing is, is that then then she looks around and everybody is staring at her. Right. But but the problem was with this this guy. And yeah. I, I know what, why he said, don't come back because, you know, you're, you're bringing all the attention because at this time she doesn't know yet that her husband is the main suspect. But. Right. If the principal had any class, he would have pulled her. He said, Grace, come with me and bring her to his office in the building. Yes. And sit her down and yeah. explain what's going on. And this is the reason why 
But he doesn't. He's just a prick. Yeah, he's just a, an asshole. Right. Right. And and then that's just, this is when she finds out even more information about her husband, which is Sylvia calls her over. Right. And, and takes her to a diner where they can talk alone. And we find out even more yeah. uh, things that isn't isn't good. You find My out thought, about the husband losing his job and that he asked to retain her services. Right. Because, I mean, we yeah. find out that he lost his job and. I can't remember if in the police station it was because I know it was because of something inappropriate. Yeah. And then not towards a kid, but towards a a female towards the female. And then they say, you know, um, what was it? Then they say, you know, well, her, her patient, his patient was, you know, so-and-so, you know, Elena's son, son. Yeah. yeah, Elena's son. And, you know, it's like, wait a minute, what? And that, so, I mean, there's that connection. And then, cause that, cause that's one of the things I was wondering from the, the first episode is when Elena was looking at staring, was it, was she staring at Nicole Kidman or is she staring at Hugh Grant or was she staring at both of them? Well, I was yeah. wondering if Hugh Grant is the father of the second baby. Well, that's right. what that's what we find out at the end, because, uh, well, we'll, we'll kind of continue on. They they so she um, I, I kind of lost my track of train of thought. But after so, I mean, she's having lunch with the lawyer and the lawyer said, yeah, you know, he was trying to. It was Sylvia, uh, her friend. Yeah, it was Sylvia, a her friend was, you know, she's like, I, this isn't even my field. But he said he needed advice. And at first he said and it even sounded like he lied to her saying oh, yeah, you know, all that was cleared up and all that. And Nicole's him and said, no, it wasn't. He was fired. And then, you know, then I, um, they essentially so, go, they, they go to some beach house. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that, that's the thing. Let me, let me set some that's of this up. Uh, let, let me set, set some of this up. So, so the, they tell, the cops tell her that her husband was inappropriate with a patient's mother and they basically tell her the patient's name, and then they say the patient's mother is Elena, the murdered woman. So right there, Nicole Kidman immediately finds out that her husband had an appropriate, did something inappropriate with someone that was a patient's mother, and then she finds out that patient's mother is Elena, and now she knows that her husband all along, when she was talking about how Elena has been acting weird to her, her husband has known Elena when the husband never said anything that he knew of the woman. Right. So, so that right now she already knows that her husband's done something, at least lied to her anyway. And then Sylvia says that her husband came to her about all these problems that she's had, that he's had at the, at the, um, hospital and so what happens is is the the uh, sylvia says i read the report that he brought from hr from the hospital and there's a number of things in the report that was good enough to get him fired and he basically has had three um write-ups prior to that by hr never mind finally this fourth one and as she's about to, to go through the reports further and give her her loyalty uh, speak to her, him. He says that everything's been dropped 
the woman has uh, dropped all things and everything's okay. But that's when Nicole Kidman says, yeah, but that didn't happen. What happened really was is he was fired. Right. And, and so Sylvia says, then you want to get the, get yourself a lawyer, and you also want to get out of town, you and your son, because when this goes goes big, it's going to go really big. And, you know, because this is going to be like any big case, you know, Lacey Peterson or, or, or the the one that happened in Colorado where, where the guy threw his killed his yeah. kids and threw it down the you know the oil well and all that crap. So this is going to be a big one. This isn't just going to be you know a, a local story. And so her father, who earlier asked, "How are you and your husband doing?" Because you know, yeah, I think that's very important to bring up because she basically tells him that everything's great. <laughs> right. Well, well, she she accuses her father like what like. What do you mean? And he goes, I'm not saying anything. This is just a, I'm asking you a question. I'm not saying anything you know out of line. And and then she finally says, yeah, everything's been great. So she's been in completely clueless too. And he, he's the one that recommends that you know to get out of town as well, like Sir, Sylvia. And he suggests their beach house. So that could be you know anywhere. That could be Jersey Shore. That could be Long Island. That could be you know uh, Block Island. That could be anywhere. So we don't know where it is, but it's it's outside of New York City, um, and that's where where you were talking about Kevin. She eventually goes to, which is the father's house um, out and on the beach somewhere. Um, and we'll, we'll, I guess we'll get into that soon enough. But basically, what we find out is is that the the husband is been fired from his work, has had problems at work for most likely uh, some sort of uh, inappropriate relationship, which you can guess could be anything from having an affair and being caught, which is bad if you're a professional, as well as possible sexual harassment. Um, we don't know at that taking point. advantage of someone that's at their weakest, your doctor, so violating your exactly. oath. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, he gets canned from the job, and so the past three months, he's been pretending to go to work every day when he's not at work. So no one knows where he's been going for the every day for the past three months. And then, why did he say he was going to Cleveland when there is nothing in Cleveland? And then now we find out that he's attached or knew about this woman, Elena Alvarez, prior to her death. So now we're and, – and she's the one that's been – that I guess charged him with inappropriate action at the work. So that's not good. And then we finally find out when the police come and have a search warrant to search through her house, they also tell her that – Miss Alvarez's youngest child may actually be a love child between your husband and her. Right. Because I mean, the husband says it's not his, which right. I'm curious. How would he know unless, well, I'll tell you what I mean. Well, I mean, unless, you know, well, they, they did not have relations of that sort. Well, I'll tell you why, Kevin, because we talked about it in the last episode, which is the, because, you know, we're discussing, you know, is, is, is Miss Alvarez, Elena Alvarez, Caucasian or is she Latino? 
uh, or or is she not even Latino at all? And she's just a white woman that married a, a, a Latino person. Right. And we, we we mentioned that her husband is is a darker Latino, meaning you know he's a person of color, versus say a, another you know. And we used a couple examples last week of okay. what's a Latino. The Latinos can be anything. They can be Caucasian whites, or they can be people of color. And we used I used I think Pedro. Martinez of the, the retired Boston Red Sox pitcher, who was obviously um, a person of color, and then Ted Cruz, who also is Latino, but he's a, he's Caucasian and white. And this guy is more of the Pedro Martinez person of color, right? But and his oldest son, his son is is as well, but his this daughter, this baby, is is, is Caucasian white. So we were talking about, you know, the mixed race and, and how, you, you know, you, children can be of different shades of color, I guess, based off of what the parents look like. But now this explains it more so, which is the baby, if the father is Hugh Grant's character, Jonathan, and the mother, Elena Alvarez, who's also a Caucasian, the baby's obviously is going to be Caucasian too, right? Well, and he and could have been the one to complain to the hospital. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, the father could have. The father, and that's where where the father says probably to the cops, "Yeah, that the child's not mine. It doesn't look like me. It's 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 not mine." I mean, that's what I'm guessing. I don't know, and and we don't know really much about him yet. We'll assume we'll find out what, later in the show if he becomes a major character or not. But you could argue that he's a victim of all this too, right? Because if his wife was having an affair. And let's just talk about it. So, so let's let's get to the end scene. So basically, while she's out at the in the beach house with her son, her son's upset to be out there because he doesn't know where his father is, and he feels like they're being treated like trash by you know the newspapers and whatever. And she says, "Well, we got to do it because we can't be in the city at this time." And out of the blue, the early morning the next day, Hugh Grant's character comes out of the bushes and basically well you see him wandering the house before that somebody's in the house yeah so so and you, they're they sitting eating dinner right yeah they hear noises and stuff so basically what it is is that he didn't go to cleveland he basically broke in to his father-in-law's beach house and has been living there for the past 24 to 48 hours hiding from the media his family everybody the cops and whatnot so he finally confronts her and he t- tells him his side of the story uh, and his side of the story is is that he saw this hot chick that was the mother of one of his patients. So he started and he, he had an affair with her. And he may have got her pregnant. It may be his kid, the baby. And he was the one that actually got her into re- her older son into Reardon. And he was doing it because obviously, you know, he's having an affair with her. But he tries to claim that suddenly it's becoming a fatal attraction thing where basically the baby, she got pregnant. She wants more than just an affair. She's basically, quote unquote, threatening him, going to ruin his job, his relationship. She's been stalking him. That's why she probably was following you around. Uh, Grace, and I had to try to end this, and when I went to tell her to stop, 
I found her dead, and I panicked because... No, they, wait, 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 wait. Uh, oh, he no. goes to see her, they have sex. Yeah. Then he leaves. Okay. <laughs> they have sex. He even says that to her, that they had sex. And then, uh, I, did he come back and find her body? I don't remember that. Uh, I don't know. I, Either way. I think he did. I think what happened was is that he was going to try to confront her one final time and in the in the in the process they they do have sex again yeah uh, that that's not the way to break up with somebody <laughs> but then well it's a fun way to break up with them but well yeah but the, <laughs> well, they, either way he's doomed anyway because oh yeah he's gonna have to pay child support for the kid even if even if she doesn't die his his whole family relationship is screwed up anyway so you know right. whatever he, he's trying to I mean, he's essentially trying to get her away from him. Um, you know, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, she she's trying to blah, he is trying to get her away from him and his family because I I mean, he still wants to be with his he, he doesn't want to leave his family for this woman. And he still wants to, you know, I think I don't know if he's really realized the error of his ways or that he's gone too far, but essentially he's realizing, okay, yeah, I'm in trouble now. And this woman, because he said she joined the gym you're in so she can get close to you, you know, and it's like this woman was just so, obs- you know, he had, he made it sound like she was being so obsessed because I'm, I'm still wondering how could a woman, you know, that needed a scholarship for that school afford the, you know, for a gym like that, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, how much now, money. now we know, now we know how, because she's getting money probably from him. Right. That's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically what happens is, um, he basically, um, panics. And obviously the reason he's hiding is because he got fired because of her. She's dead, and he's he's having an affair with her. He's possibly the father of her youngest, right? And yes, the all the have, motives. And, and the cops have all emails, text messages, phone call records, all from him to her, and vice versa. So he's definitely looking like a main sub sub suspect for sure. Right. I mean, it's it was interesting. Some of the things he said, pretty much he was saying, look, I'm an adulterer. I'm a liar. I'm a cheat, but I'm not a murderer. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I do think he's a red herring. That's my personal opinion. I think he's a red herring. Well, I mean, it's say I had I have a couple theories that, you know, um, but the thing one of the things I one of the things I noticed it. Well, I mean, it was obvious, but I mean, the son hears all of this. Okay. As far as we can tell, the son hears all of this right. and he still comes out rejoicing to see his dad. I mean, genuinely like I am so happy. My dad is back or that, yep. I, that my dad's sure. here and he's okay, which I mean, I'm starting to wonder, I mean, is it, is, is the son who, the one who did it? Because I mean, the, because I mean, if, if you think about it, I mean, here's another, here's another set of motives. The father, he knows that the father's having an affair. I don't know how, but he he figures it out. He also figures out that this woman is hounding her father and essentially trying to put a, a dividing wedge 
between him and his family. And he does not want his family family to be split up. You know, he wants to, he loves his father. He loves his mother. And he pretty much says, you know, he pretty much realizes, you know, I don't want my family split up. So it could it be that he's the one who did it? Well, That's and an if interesting thing. The I DNA would that. would maybe <laughs> make them wonder too, you know, because it'd be close to Hugh Grant's if they have any DNA. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, I see. What, yeah, I see what you're well, saying. they were they were more checking like DNA for. No, no, no. But but I think uh, Barrett means if they find DNA like you know blood under her fingernails or something like that, that if it's the son that did it that DNA would match Hugh, possibly Hugh Grant's character as well. And I think that's what Barrett's is talking about. But yeah. You're yeah right. and, and I know that, you know, sons and daughters don't have the exact same DNA, but who knows, you know, what would happen with that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's an interesting aspect. I didn't even think of that, Kevin. Yeah. Because what, because I was even thinking maybe even if Hugh Grant's character is a red herring, Maybe it doesn't even matter the murder at all. And it's really just a show about a disintegration of what was supposed to be a perfect family and not the, the thriller slash murder. We're, we'll, we'll find out by the end is just the catalyst of the destruction of the perfect American family. Even though that's not true, right? Because the the real destruction was the rot underneath, which was the hidden lies and so forth that were that were happening even uh, before the murder. Yep. I mean, even Sylvia knew about it. Well, and, it's, never, and she never told Grace. Yeah, it's interesting that she her she makes her living finding out about the secrets of others and she had this happening right under her nose and didn't even realize it. It's a little hard to believe. Well, it's interesting because remember, because they, we had another counseling session with the, the, the two guys. Okay. The, the, uh, homosexual married couple, you know, and you're starting to see relevance between their relationship and what's going on in her life. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're, as we discussed last episode, why would they have these dysfunctional people show? In other words, the scenes felt like throwaway scenes unless they were like a mirror put to her face. And now she's seeing their problems and their rot in her own life in her own family and she didn't even see it until now and so when she has this therapy session with the the dysfunctional gay couple in this episode you could tell that she can now relate a lot to their i guess problems because those problems are now appearing in her own family yep well and at the very end she calls the cops on him while he's distracted with the sun. Well, and she, I mean, she has to, and I'll tell you why. Because, she does. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. because, because, um, they said, Sylvia said, if you ever see him, Jonathan, call the cops immediately because you don't want to get dragged down with the same 
crimes or the same charges that he's going to get picked. You know, on a accessory. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of surprised that she did it immediately. I thought she would have sat and talked to him for a little longer, but she she actually no, she was like <laughs> right I, I on just, that phone. <laughs> yeah, right on that phone. Yeah. Yep. And basically, so what I predicted to my wife while we were watching it at the very beginning, I was like, this is going to be all about him missing. And at the very end, he's going to show up. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that you could say, oh, yeah, that's that's a typical, you know, TV episode where he appears at the end. But eventually you knew he was going to appear uh, because they wouldn't have hired a guy like Hugh Grant to play that role if, if he was going to disappear and then she's the one that was going to have to deal with the whole mess afterwards. Um, but, but the episode strong parts was the many ways her character and us, the audience find out what is going on with Jonathan's character, you know, because prior to that, we find out all the things slowly, like, you know, we find out the first with, uh, um, the hotel, you know, she's, he's not in Cleveland. The, the phone, uh, was, was not brought with him. Then she, um, uh, basically finds out that Stuart, uh, Reinfeld, uh, the doctor at the hospital refuses to talk. And that's weird. And then the cops tell her that her husband actually knew, Elena and had problems with her problems with quotes around it. And then we, we find out that he gets fired and then Sylvia tells her, her whole story about how, you know, the past like six months ago, he'd come to me and, you know, on and on. And then now we find, okay, now there's a lot of rot here, a lot of bad things going on. Well, we have to keep in mind that we're seeing this all from her perspective. So, you know, we don't know how reliable she is. Explain. It's possible she could be involved somehow. Uh, I don't think so. I don't, and I'll tell you why. I, I don't think so because I don't think she, well, first of all, she was completely confused about Elena and Elena's weirdness to her. Yeah. And then she didn't, have any idea that her husband even knew Elena and, and right. I mean, it could be a red herring, but that would be a really stretched red herring where maybe she's the murderer. That but, would be a really big stretch, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if she has anything to do with it, to be honest. I think she may her, I guess her guilt is being a wealthy white person in New York city. And that's, about it because I, I don't see her as guilty with yeah any of the crime that occurred. It's that guilt by association that happens in the upper echelons. Yeah, well, and she's finding it firsthand, right? When when yep. all the people at the school start avoiding her, including all her friends except for Sylvia. The school tells her not to come back. The 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 teacher that's that's doing roll call as the kids come into the school kind of poo-poos her or, or, you know, gives her a half smile and then walks away. So she's now finding out that her entire life of all her friends and, um, and whatnot are all 
basically been flushed down the, the toilet. She's she's Except a for person one. not Sil- proud of. Sylvia, really. Is well, a good friend, I think. Well, then, then there was the one, like, when they were at school the, the first time. This is before everybody really started suspecting uh, Hugh Grant, but you have all those news reporters there and all that. And at one point, uh, what was it the woman said? Is there anything I can do? This is my first murder or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing is. Right, right. So, basically, yeah. she comes in to school, and this woman comes up to her. And uh, is introduced to her by by oh, Sylvia. Yeah, she goes, she goes. This is uh, you yeah. know, so and so's mother. Um, and you know, they introduce, and then uh, this mother goes, um, yeah, I heard you're a, a psychiatrist or a therapist. Uh, what should I do? This is our first school murder. I don't know what to tell my <laughs> my child. So that woman's clueless. And then the next scene, right after, or not the next scene, but the continuation of the scene is all her friends, Sylvia's friends come over and they basically one of them um uh the the what's your name uh get it right here you know uh uh jolene's character looks at her and says oh hi whatever your name is she goes hi and then she like stands in front of her and you know and in other words there's a pecking order and clicks so even though this woman who's a, a dumbass by saying this is my first school murder She's actually an outcast to these other women, and then that, the right. then Jolene also says that I think it's the husband. And I used to think I thought he he was a worker at the at the school, and I asked him to get more uh, toilet paper for the woman. Right, room. right. you know, <laughs> just, because, just because he's he's a person of color, right? So even though the funny thing is, is Jolene's a person of color too, because she's Asian, right, or half Asian. So it's just like that. A, the wealthy people looking down at these non-wealthy people by thinking they're janitors, basically, right? Right. So, yeah, and it's just the thing is that same woman who said, this is my first school murder, she is she ends up being the one at the front. I don't know what she was doing. It's like she had a checklist or something, and that's when she first kind of acted coldly towards Nicole Kidman, and she's like, well, well what's with that? You know, and she didn't. And then later on, that's like right before the principal comes up and says, hey, you know, you know, don't come back. And well, that's, I, I don't know if that's the same woman. Is it it's the same woman? Yeah. Really, I'll have to take that look. Take your word at it, um, because I thought it was a different woman that 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 um, was was doing the checklist of all the kids as they were coming in. But you may be right. I don't know. It happens from time to time. Yeah, well, actually, I'm gonna look at it, looking it up now as we're as we're talking. Let me see. Uh, yeah, here it is. No, it's a different woman. Oh, really? It's a different woman. I thought it was yeah. the same. No, no, it's a different woman. This woman is a brown-haired woman, while the the other woman you're talking about is is blonde. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That this one's an employee of the of the school, I think, while the other woman isn't. But it, it, they kind of kind of look alike. I, I won't won't disagree, but it is different people. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, it is interesting the whole thing about not just finding about Hugh Grant's character being not who he says he is, but also seeing Nicole Kidman character Grace, who's considered one of the well-respected school mothers. And, you know, she's in on the auction committee and, and, you know, all these other things with the school, her father, uh, 
she she got to help donate money to the school and all this other stuff. And now she's person non grata because of this crime that her well, husband. She seems like one of the nicer mothers too, you know, like she's right. accepting of that other woman and she just seems more, more nice than the rest of them. Oh, not, no as, doubt. not as arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Not as shallow, not as uh New York housewifey type, you know, you know, from those, those TV shows. Yeah. She's more, down to earth even if she does come from a filthy wealthy family and herself is filthy rich from her own work as well she still seems kind to those people who are not part of her uh i guess lifestyle compared to the other ladies who yeah they're they're all snobbish bleeps (laughs) i think even sylvia's kind of is too but she's not as bad as like Jolene. Jolene is pretty bad, as, yes. as we discovered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what else did we want to talk about? Uh, that we scenes or other aspects of the show, this episode that we we've kind of missed or not anything. I'm trying to I think, think of we've something. Covered most everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty straightforward episode. It was from you know A to Z, and it was really to show two things. One, Hugh uh, Grant's character and his dirty secrets. And two, the ostracization of Nicole Kidman's character from the life she had prior to the murder. Uh, I think there's one other thing, two other things we should talk about, actually. We should probably talk about um, her father a little bit even though there's not really much to talk about, except that it looks like he's going to start becoming a bigger character going forward. And the son, we we did talk about a little bit and you actually had an excellent theory about the son, but, um, yeah, the son is, his character is interesting too, because he's the one that is having, I guess, um, the, the calm moments while his mother's freaking out and he's the one that's trying to yeah. calm his mother. Yeah, I know. He seems he seems very mature and he's there for his mom. I kinda yeah. liked that. You know, he was he was definitely there for her. Yeah, and, and he he's like saying, you know, Mom, you, you what's use common sense, which is, you know, you and dad always fight about him forgetting to take his phone. Uh, and him for being lazy to report in to see how everybody's doing or to let everybody know how he's doing. And she goes, yeah, that's true. And then when the phone is ca- called in, his father, someone calls his father's phone, she picks up, they hang up. And he says, Ma, it was probably just someone that called. You spoke. It wasn't a man's voice. They thought they had a wrong number. They hung up. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, stuff like that. And, and she, and she, he's kind of calming her fears and yeah, he's, he's very mature. Um, and now the question is based off of your, yeah, interesting point there. Kevin, is he trying to keep her from realizing what's going on is making, it's me. Your, your point is making me wonder more about him from those scenes. Yeah. Because now you can look at it completely different. If, if we take your, um, hypothesis into consideration, Kevin, which is that maybe 
he found out his father was having an affair and that this woman was was basically a stalker or even if not a stalker just another woman that was stealing his father at least in his eyes he takes her out now the way he's acting now we can look at completely different than just being a naive kid that's saying ah stop worrying he's protecting both his parents see the thing is is that i mean i knew that there was something going to happen you know in the first episode so i was trying to follow where everybody was um you know when when the murder you know when they found the murder because i'm just trying to figure out like okay if the kid did it how would he know i mean and if he did we'll fight we'll figure this out later but how would he know where to find her and when did he do it because i mean obviously um I mean, they're not just going to leave them at home um, when, when when they went out to the uh, auction. To the auction at the beginning, they're not just going to leave without somebody, you know, looking after them. So that means he had to sneak somehow sneak out, <clears throat> and he also had to know where she would be. And so, I mean, was it? Did he follow his father? I mean, this is this is still assuming that he did it. But did he follow his father? And I, I really don't know. I'm I'm just kind of thinking yeah. out loud. I'm more suspicious of him now that you brought that up, especially with how he was acting towards his mom, which yeah. I thought was benign before, but now I'm not so sure. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and the way he was acting with the cops, right? You remember he was trying yeah. to hear why the cops here, you know, listening in and all that in the prior episode, in episode one. You remember that when he was stand, listening yep. on the stairs? And it, it looked like it was just innocuous. You know, it's a little kid saying, gee, why are the cops here? I want to hear it. But now it could be, what are the cops here for? Do they know that I did it? Yep. Right. Yeah, so that's a, that's a fair point, too. And then uh, another good thing, too, is when she's, he's defending his father – to his mother, he's going, uh, why are they talking to you about dad? Do they think he did it? And she goes, no, I don't think so. I don't know. And he goes, he, I mean, she, he knew her as I know her, the, the woman that died. And then the son says, yeah, but knowing someone doesn't mean that you, you're going to murder them or that you even murdered them. You just know them. So right. why would the cops come and talk to you for knowing somebody? You know, and, and so, yeah, so now, it's, it's, like you said, it's not as benign anymore. It's interesting. It's more, yeah, that's an excellent observation if you got that right, Kevin. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good thing. Good, I'm, good point. I'm, I'm leaning towards it more now, but we'll see as we get more info in the next few episodes. Right. Now, I was uh, talking about this this morning a little bit because one of the things, he, one of the things, uh, I was wondering is, is that, you know, it's like if the kid, I mean, are, it's kind of Hugh Grant is probably going to, uh, well, obviously he's getting, a, he's going to get arrested, you know, because, you know, he's the, the cops are called. So is he, so I'm just kind of wondering, is he going to go through the trial and then uh, after the trial, you know, is he going to go through the trial, get found not guilty because he really is not guilty or he just was able to as a good defense as a really good defense 
and either we never find out who did it or maybe we find out maybe he did do it or maybe we find out that he really, he, you know, he knew that the son did it and he was only covering for him. I mean, you don't right. know. Well, and that's the thing is that that we have a couple of things here. Well, is yeah, because is the show about a murder? And so it's just a really good whodunit mystery thriller. Or is it a commentary on the rot of a perfect family that really isn't perfect? And the especially if he gets off, like you said, and we don't know if he's guilty or not, and he gets off anyway, is it also a commentary on uh, wealthy versus poor, or in other words, class structure? Um, so I'm curious to see if, if it's a commentary or is it uh, just a thriller or is it going to be both? And I don't know yet too. So I feel like it's going to be both, but we'll see like, like you, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be both. All right. Now let's, let's talk about Elena Alvarez a little bit now that we hear one side of the story. Um, so we we do know she's a little odd anyway because she was kind of sort of stalking uh, Nicole Kidman's character, but there, there could be multiple reasons for that. At that point, it could be she's curious because you know the, uh, my lover, I'll, I got to see who this woman is. Is she, you know, who knows? Basically, we don't know what Hugh Grant's character is saying to Elena, right? Which is he could have said that, oh, my wife's a B-I-T-C-H, uh, she's cheated on me, uh, she's she's abusive mentally to me and my son. You know, you know, we don't know what he could have said all these horrible things about her. So Alvarez could have came in to her life trying to figure out is she a good person or was um, he telling me the truth and she is a bad person and he just hasn't, you know, broken up with her yet. And now I'm beginning to think that and I can't remember when these scenes happen when you know we see her crying in bed and and all these other things. I'm beginning to think that maybe he told her bad things about Nicole Kidman's character. And when she was crying in bed, this was after maybe she met her at the uh auction meeting at Sylvia's house. Yeah, and felt bad. And found out that, oh, no, she isn't a bad person. She's actually a very nice person. Yeah. And then she meets her at the gym, and she's nice to her there, too, even, you know, if she's trying to push buttons to see how Nicole Kidman will act. And she's not, she's not going for the for the, the lesbianism. So, obviously, the if the husband said, oh, she's a lesbian, she doesn't really like me. That's not true. And she's still being kind to her, me, even though I'm acting weird and I'm naked and I'm pushing buttons. And then at the auction itself, she sees her lover and Nicole Kidman together. And then Nicole Kidman's still nice to her, even at the auction. Says, oh, you can take a car. You know, if you ever need help, therapy, it's free. Don't worry about it. And she and she's crying there. So I'm... I, okay, so it could be, you know, so that's the thing, which is she's finding out that Nicole Kidman's character is a nice person, even if she's banging her husband. The other thing we don't know is, is she really a stalker or is the husband just lying his ass off? Basically, he got a, a woman pregnant. He was just hoping to get a, 
a couple of lays in the hay, rolling the hay, so you know, so a woman on the side or whatever. And then she wants more, and then she gets pregnant, and he now has responsibilities. He refuses, and so he's just saying she's a stalker. Well, she's not being a stalker. What she's doing is trying to get him to do his responsibilities, which is, you know, tell your wife you have a child, you have to pay child support. You either have to choose between me or her, but either way, you're still going to have to do child support. So he could be just lying his ass off, and she may not be a stalker. Just for have, it's not like she's having an affair and she's being a stalker. She got pregnant and had a kid, so that's a little different than just having an affair and and going, you know, falling around, threatening. I'm going to tell everybody you're banging me or whatever. Well, you know, I was thinking blackmail until. Um you know, like maybe the husband was blackmailing him, but they got him fired from his job. So I don't think that that's the path. Um, but at one point I was thinking that maybe some blackmail was going on. Right. Yeah. And, and we still don't know what those incidences are at, at the hospital. Could it have been, she confronted him at the hospital saying, I demand child support or what do you, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, there's a big scene and then he has to get written up by the, at the hospital. We, we don't know. Yeah. Um, it could be something as innocuous as where he just kind of had an affair and, and he got caught and they were saying, yeah, this is an embarrassment. Yep. So I don't know. What, what, Kevin, what do you, what's that? Let's go with you first. What do you think? Do you think Elena was a stalker psycho or do you think, she just wants child support, and obviously, you know, we have to confer- talk to your wife because, I mean, there's a baby here. It's not just me and you having a roll in the hay a couple of times behind your wife's back. Or do you think she is a psychopath? That's that, or not a psychopath, but but uh, someone that is stalking, as he claims. Or is you it mean, a combination of both? But again, mean, if you have the baby. Do you mean a sociopath, Phil? Yeah, I, I didn't mean to say that. I meant I meant a stalker, because. <laughs> well, that, I think sociopath is like one of your favorite words. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, my okay. First of all, I mean, I when when I first heard Hugh Grant's explanation, you know, at the end of the sh- at the end of the episode, because I'm sitting there thinking, like I said earlier, it's okay. Yes, I lied to you. And I had an affair. I'm an adulterer, but I'm not a murderer. You know, and the thing is, and it's interesting because he said he wanted to convince her, but he also wanted to tell his son. Which, I mean, I don't know if he would have said that if he kind of going back and rethinking this. I don't think he would have said that if he knew his son was was guilty because he probably wouldn't I mean he wouldn't have said, you know, I, I, I just wanna you know, he wouldn't have said that because it was kind of an emotional thing and all that. So I mean it's not a plan thing. It was, you know, hey, I just wanted to see you. I want to make sure that both of you know I'm not a murderer. Yes, I am a I'm an adulterer, I'm a liar, but I'm not a murderer. And I just want and he and he tells her, and he tells her, I want you and my son to know I'm not a murderer. Let me talk to him for like a quick, for a quick couple seconds. Now, and that's when Nicole said, you know, you know, Kidman says no way, but then, you know, the kid sees, sees them and they hug and you don't really hear anything yet. But, um, 
but for Alina, uh, she, well, she needed counseling. I, I personally think she needed counseling. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but it just seemed like she was going through a lot of, of tough times. Um, I don't know if, I mean, it, I mean, I don't know if she needed professional help or if she just needed somebody like a friend to talk to, because if there's one thing you kind of see in this is that she does not have friends. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, she does not have, she doesn't have any friends. And so, uh, and so when Nicole Kidman was pretty much trying to become a friend to her, you know, I'm, I don't. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know what's going, what was going on in her head because I mean, part of me is just wondering if, if she wanted to destroy the marriage. Well, and the thing is, is that, I mean, what was, what was her, what was her intentions? What were, what was her motives? Because I mean, it almost seemed like she was kind of, she, I mean, look, I, I mean, there are some things where she looked like she was trying to have a, uh, a sensual relationship with Nicole Kidman. Then, um, but then, you know, you know, Hugh Grant was talking about how she was stalking Nicole Kidman. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, look, if this woman wanted Nicole Kidman to find out about her affair with the husband, she would have just told her, look. I had an affair with your husband. You know, she wouldn't be trying to do all these flirtatious things or, you know, just stand in front of Nicole Kidman completely naked or, you know, just breastfeed the kid right in front of everybody while sitting next to Nicole Kidman. Um, so, I mean, there's obvious, I don't know if I would go as far as saying she's a sociopath, but she definitely needed some sort of, she she needed a friend or she needed professional help or a little bit of both. Um, that's my take. That's all, that's all I got. Right. Well, you had some fair points there too, which is, yeah. Why, why did she get into this relationship with the Hugh Grant character? All right. So Hugh Grant, Jonathan, uh, Frazier, he's a good looking guy. Uh, he's wealthy, obviously he's highly respected in this field. Um, <laughs> not real fun. Not well, anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about at the time that she meets him, and um, so yeah, so you know, he shows interest as most men do to her, as she we saw her at the auction, and um, so she has an affair with him, and so yeah, so just as uh, for that reason, good-looking guy have an affair now the question is did she like him even more than that meaning like oh could she, did she really think oh i could have a relationship with him or be married to him have, have a different lifestyle than i do now maybe again we don't know and we may never know but either way she she had an affair with him so for whatever reason then the then what happens is the moment she gets pregnant and she has the child whether it's because she's uh, doesn't believe in abortion or who knows, you know, she's just as, as a child, the child's born. Um, the first thing she's going to need is obviously child support, especially if he's the father. And if she says, yeah, you're the father and he denies it, she's going to ask for paternity and all this other stuff. So he's screwed and it's, it's going to eventually have to go public and it eventually is going to have to go to Nicole Kidman. So, 
if you have a kid out of wedlock or you're married and you have a kid and it's not your husband, obviously you're going to have some problems. Mm-hmm. And, but also you're going to have some problems in the sense that you're, you're going to need to get the person that is responsible to admit it, to support it, to, you know, on and on. So even though she's guilty of having a fear and cheating on her husband, she isn't necessarily being a stalker by saying, Hey, I have a kid. You have a responsibility. Agreed. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out because yeah, I mean, anybody that has a kid is going to act differently than just some woman that's having an affair with someone. Um, I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. It's just a tough thing because it's, it's not showing their side, meaning Alvarez side is all the perspective of Nicole Kidman. So we don't even know anything about it. I think like you said, Barrett, this may go to a trial or something and we're, and we're going to start seeing aspects filter out. And again, it's still going to be all second hand because unless they actually show this is what happened, flashback, et cetera. But I don't know if they ever will. I'm hoping they do it the same way they did this episode, which is, you know, tell us through the story of what she's seeing. Because I liked that reveal of information, how we were, how we got that in this episode. I thought it was really well done. Right, right. Well, and all the things she did get were stuff that was either on the record or from various people that told her right so she's never going to know what actually happened did her husband really love this woman was this woman really a stalker or was she just demanding you know respect and dignity because i have your child you know we're never going to find this out i don't think because well unless they do have a flashback unfortunately for him whether he's telling the truth or not he has a big guilty sign around his neck right now so there's gonna have to be some major evidence to clear him if that's what happens which right. I don't know how it could at this point. It would have to be something pretty big. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, unless they pull a do X back on a, where it's just a, was a, a random murder happened and the rot of this marriage and class struggle comes out because of this random murder happens. Unless they go that route, the only people that could have done the murder are Elena's husband, Hugh Grant's character, or, as Kevin said, maybe the son, because I don't see any other character that would have been a suspect. Yeah, and it would be hard for the husband because he had two kids that he was having to take care of. That's true, too. Yeah. We see him a lot with the kids, you know? So somebody would have had to be watching those kids. And didn't they at one point say he had a really good motive or not a motive, um, good alibi or something. That's why they started focusing on her husband. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Um, so I, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we may have solved the, the case already, which is one of those three, uh, it's either going to be Hugh Grant or, or, Hugh Grant's kid. Yeah. 
And so then the real story will will come out after that would be what was Elena's motive and was she a victim too? And when I say a victim, obviously she's a victim because she's dead. But I mean a victim of Hugh Grant taking advantage of her and not just a, a I guess, a, an adulterer. Because you can be an adulterer and still be taken advantage of, I think. Yeah, for sure. Now, what about you, Kevin? What do you think? You think Elena could be an adulterer and still be taken advantage of by Hugh Grant's character? And do you think there's any other suspects besides Hugh Grant or his son? Um, no, my whole point... Um, I mean, obviously, this is not Hugh Grant's first rodeo okay she was as far as we know his fourth was this her first rodeo um so to speak you know was was hugh grant her first adulterous relationship or was there somebody and and that's just it so if she's done this before does that mean there might be another party involved that would want i mean would it be say one of the other um one of the other one of the other mothers in the school you know because it you know maybe she had a thing with you know one of the other guys and or or hey you know or one of the other mothers and uh, she's, you know, perhaps going to ruin that relationship. And uh, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud, like possibilities, um, you know. And, and, and that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and I'll tell you why, Kevin. I agree with what you, you're, you're saying, uh, you know, just throwing things up and seeing what sticks. And that could stick because, you know, you got all these wealthy women who have quote unquote perfect families, but what happens if one is uh, having a, an adulterous affair with, with with another woman, right? That would destroy them in in their clique. Or what happens if Alana is having an affair with other men at the school? Because that's like you said, you know, an adulterer. There's always a first, but there's always a chance that you could be on your second, third, or fourth. You know, you just don't know. Or Hugh Grant with one of the women at the school. Yeah, I mean, all, right, all sorts of stuff. So if any of that gets out, and if Elena was going to be the one to break that news to ruin mm. people's lives, there could be, yeah, it could a be. A lot more suspects. That would open it up a lot. Yeah, exactly. So that would include probably all uh, – Grace's friends as well. So uh, Sylvia, Jolene, um, and the rest of them. So I feel like it would have to be one of the women, but in that Hugh Grant cheated with, because they haven't really focused on any other men. Yeah, associated right. with the school aside from the principal, and I, I don't see how. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. involved. Involved. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's a good point too. Right. Right. And we never really meet any of the husbands of of any of the the friends of grace right, right. So, so they're not really like important characters so right it would be one of the 
Grace's friends that could become a suspect as well. So yeah, that's actually a good point, Kevin. That would and it would open it up like Barrett just said, really big into multiple now suspects than just the son and Jonathan. And no, that would be an interesting twist because that would come it would. out. It wouldn't come out of nowhere because the characters aren't do ex machinas, but it still would be a big twist because it was like, oh, oh, it's that, not what we could have thought. So yeah, that's 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 really interesting. Of course, now I'm wondering maybe does the father have Hindi? I mean, like the Donald Sutherland character, but I, I doubt that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I thought about that too. <laughs> I mean, it's always a possibility, and he's just playing it dumb, you know, pretending he knows nothing too. But the the if he was playing dumb, he's a really good actor because everything that he shown was seemed like he was clueless about well, because that when, when, when he asked. I'm sorry. It's just the thing is, is that even uh, Hugh Grant seemed clueless. Like when he was talking, when he when Nicole Kidman pointed her out at the at the party at the, at Alina at the party, you know, with all the guys kind of staring at her, and and he pretty much said, "Oh, so is that?" I mean, he sounded so convincing. Like, oh, so is that the is that the nudist? You know, right. like he he had he totally reacted like, "Oh, is that who that is?" I have never seen her before in my life. I mean, completely completely convincing that oh okay so maybe he's never seen her before that's kind of one of the reasons why i was surprised to uh for this episode when we find out that yeah you know he he knew her you know (laughs) in more ways than one um and so i it's like wow because he and i think that the reason why i was surprised is that how, is that his reaction to her when we when we first see them in the same room together during the um, during the auction? Because he reacted like never seen her before, and it was convincing. Right. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, so yeah, technically, I mean, the, so like you, you know, your theory that the son, you know, he he seemed convincing. I mean, Donald Sutherland's character i feel is very convincing that he has no clue you know because he even says you know how are you and your husband doing together and the reason he's asking that isn't because he's trying to what i thought was he wasn't trying to cover up his own guilt he was asking because you know the cops are looking after you uh your husband disappeared what's going on here honey and you know and and she's basically says well i don't know what's going on with my husband so uh, but again, yeah, maybe he, yeah, you never know. I mean, we know he doesn't like Hugh Grant's character because he kind of like him and and his son-in-law are kind of like, you know, not on necessarily happy terms. You know, it's like it's tolerance rather than love yeah. between them. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So. Well, that's 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 kind of stereotypical, though, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, but I don't think it's because. He sees his son-in-law having sex with his daughter. I think he sees his son-in-law as um, a person that was able to marry into the wealthy family and had hidden motives to do so rather than he loved my daughter, I think. That's what I kind of get out of it, but I don't know. What do you think, Barrett? Yeah, I agree. I I think so, too. Um, 
I just he seems kind of dismissive of Hugh Grant's character whenever you see them interact. So I don't I don't get a feeling that he really is fond of him. Um, and it would be I I don't even I can't see him as a suspect because I can't see him doing it. I'm, I'm trying to think of why he would want to protect so badly that he would protect the son-in-law and her at the same time. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and someone of his stature, with his wealth, would he be that stupid to... Yeah, I mean, wealthy people and intelligent people have done many stupid things, but would he... He doesn't seem like the guy that would want police officers knocking on his door about his about anything, never mind a murder. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Kevin? You, you, uh, your opinion of their relationship? Why doesn't he really like his son-in-law? It, not just for the typical Hollywood stereotype, or even real-life stereotype of why in-laws don't like their in-laws. But is it something more than just a normal like eh, it's my in-law? I, I don't know. I mean, you, we, I don't have enough background info to really form an opinion because <clears throat> I mean they act civilly towards each other um, you know there, there's no outward animosity there um, at least as far as I can see I don't see I don't mean I don't see any real I don't I don't see any animosity all I see is just a sir you know hello hello how are you doing sir fine thank you you know and and that's about it. I mean, that could have just, that could be their personalities. It could be, you know, maybe he thought that, you know, Hugh Grant was trying to marry Nicole Kidman for her money, you know, to establish himself. But at the same time, though, before he hadn't, uh, you know, four affairs, he was doing pretty well for himself as a, as an oncologist. Now, would he have gotten to where he was if he wasn't married to Nicole Kidman? I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't think I, I need more. I need more information. Well, it brings up a question. Hold on a second. That brings up a question. Now the father is interjected into society pretty well. Cause he's so rich. Yeah. Do you think that he would have known that Hugh Grant had been let go from his job? I don't think so. No, you don't remember was, um, what was I gonna say? It was the, the 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 hospital policy. But he seems like the type that would be one of the donors to the hospital. You know, that would have his hand on the pulse. That would know stuff. Well, it's possible, but but I mean, you know, I mean, it only happened three months ago where he got canned, and like Kevin said, they they locked it down pretty quick, hard. You know, like you know, everybody has to sign this this form. You can't talk about it. And then the th- the other thing is, is, you know, the father could be busy or retired or he could have been in Florida for two months. Who knows? And is he going to be in the three month period? Would he would he find out? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a chance, like you said, you know, if, if he has a pulse on it, but he, he may not. Right. He may never have donated to that hospital. And he just has, um, you know, I mean, I mean, it's too low down the, the food chain for him to know, you know, it's not like, in other words, he's not, he has the executive summary that we right, Barrett, and he doesn't have the, the detailed reports. So he wouldn't know because he has the executive summary. 
I just would think that a father that's not so fond of their son-in-law would just be keeping tabs. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I mean, is it really, though, that he does is not, is he really not that fond of him? Or is it just... Just intolerance. I mean, just, it's it's yeah. kind of the, for example, I have a very good relationship with my father-in-law, okay? And I wouldn't be, t- I wouldn't talk to my father-in-law the way that Donald Sutherland and, and Hugh Grant would be talking with each other. But they are still, though, um, how shall I say, they're still, uh, um, what you call it, uh, civil with each other. Civil, that's uh, a good word. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I would go off and, and, and actually say there's yeah, but- animosity. It's just more... They're just not close. Right. You know, they're not, you know, they're not chummy chummy. Right. It, it's a little disdain for by Sutherland to son-in-law, but it's not like ul- ulterior hatred or sabotage. Oh, yeah. I wasn't saying sabotage. I just feel like he would, he would just have some information. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you, you mean, but, um, I can I see, see what you I guys can... are saying too. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I said for me, like I said, for me right now, it's hard because there, there is a, there is a, a barrier between them. You know, a, a little bit of a coldness, but is it just because they're just never that they were never that close? You know, they just never connected, or. Is there something about Donald Sutherland, you know, Sutherland saying, you know, he, well, I never liked that guy in the first place. You know, I, I mean, I really don't know. Right. Um, let's see. Well, all right. So that, that was some good stuff there. That we discussed anything else that we want to bring up or, or contemplate. Uh, there was something else that I was about to bring up and then you said, hold it to me, Barrett. Oh, sorry. I, sh- I, sh- I should have wrote it down. I-, I usually do, but I forgot to. So I forget what it was. Uh, sorry no about that. Deal. No, no, what you were talking about was, 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 uh, was good anyway. Um, anyway, well, uh, anything else anybody want to bring up about this episode at all? Nope. Nope. All right. That's fair. All right. So, um, Let's see. Um, before we get into our final thoughts on this episode, let's t- discuss next week. It's uh, Do No Harm is the name of it. Uh, and that's going to be on November 8th. Um, Suzanne Beer and David E. Kelly, again, are the two folks behind the episode. And uh, that's pretty much it. Looks like uh, they're going to be doing all the episodes, from what I can tell. That is correct. Uh, all, all, all six. Uh, for, for folks who are curious, we're recording this on November fourth, twenty twenty, and uh, hopefully we'll have it released on the fifth. Uh, just for folks who are curious. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. So I guess we can give our final thoughts on this episode here. So uh, why don't you start, Kevin? Okay. Um, it, I, I like the show. Um, I at, at first I I really didn't want to get involved with the show because I thought I had other things going on and Phil convinced me to at least watch the first episode. It's like okay yeah okay fine watch it. Yes, it's a good show. I was afraid of that. Curse you, Phil. Um, 
but all that aside, all that aside though yeah this i mean this is a good episode like the first episode it's and like this is there is this is a who done it there there's a mystery here and i like mysteries and again you've got the acting talent of Hugh Grant and um Nicole Kidman along with Donald Sutherland so you've got you know good quality acting here You've got uh, a very believable story, and I—it's just a good—it's just a good show, um, you know. And it, and, the th- and the good news is, is that because you know we were a- we were thinking about all these possible, uh, all these possible outcomes. That means that they wrote it in a way that any of these possible outcomes so far is actually possible. You know, you don't really have to twist and bend things around. It's yeah, any of these things can happen or it can be uh, can can be possible. So it's um, good writing too. So if if you haven't watched this show and you can, and if you have HBO Max, please watch it because it's not a waste. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I would concur uh, with Kevin. Uh, this this show um, is fantastic. Um, it's got great writing, uh, like really, really good writing, um, really, really good acting. Um, the, the supporting cast of of Sutherland and Hugh Grant, as well as all the character actors and actresses around, is great. But Nicole Kidman is, is really um, like superstar in, in this. I mean, she's 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 unbelievable. Um, it's a high recommend by me. Um, I do like that we did discuss a lot of possible outcomes because now it will uh, have us watching it a little differently now. Um, because we're going to try to figure out, okay, you know, what everybody does and says will now mean a little more than it did in episode one and even this episode. And then also it'll be interesting to see if they do go the route of uh, the rot of ideal family life that was there that really wasn't, and also class too, because. Uh, um, Again, we, we've, we're we're going to probably start seeing the perspective of other characters as as we get further into the the next four episodes. So uh, yeah, b- big thumbs up, uh, Barrett. I uh, yeah, two thumbs up for this. I think it's a great show. It's uh, an example of a really well crafted story that has lots of possibilities for a murder mystery. Um, definitely kept us talking about the many different possibilities. Um, the acting is phenomenal. I mean, even down to the um, kid playing the son, he is doing an amazing job, um, you know, with big actors. <laughs> and so I, I'm just impressed with all the acting, and it's just a really, really well-written story. You should watch this show if you're not. Um, it, it's great. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, the the kid uh, Noah Jupe or Jupe, uh who plays 
uh, the son. He's actually a British actor, so he actually has a can is a really good actor because he's a young kid. Um, another British, other British actor doing an American accent. Yeah, so he's <laughs> he's, he's a fourteen, fifteen year old kid who can make a fake accent. That's pretty damn good. Um, I mean, they didn't and, even get uh, Hugh Grant to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you stay British. Um, so yeah, which makes it the the five main leads of the show are on Americans. <laughs> you know, I mean, the kid is is British. Hugh Grant's British. Nicole Kidman's Australian. Sutherland's Canadian, and uh, uh, the girl, actress that played Elaine is uh, Italian, right from <laughs> Italy. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. But uh, either way, uh, Noah Jupe or Jupe. Um, yeah, he was in, uh, uh, A Quiet Place 2. He, he was the, the son in that movie. Uh, that's where, where we've seen him before. Um, so he played Emily Blunt and Jim Kosolowski's, uh, son. Uh, the, the boy that, that hung out with his deaf daughter in, in that film. So, uh. Oh, that yeah, was him? That was him, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of cool. I'll, when I rewatch yeah. The Quiet Place, I'll have to check him out he played marcus which was the son the, the not the son that had things happen at the beginning but the one that continued throughout the film yeah oh, so he was cool. one of the leads of quiet place yeah i thought he looked familiar but i couldn't place him that's cool. yeah same, same here yeah um yeah and he does a good fake american accent there too um <laughs> all right so um once again this episode was called the missing uh, episode two of six for the television show The Undoing uh, on HBO. Uh, so we're going to come back next week to discuss uh, Do No Harm, and uh, hopefully the show keeps going and not, you know, hopefully there's no lemons in the episode. But uh, I mean, as an episode. But uh, so far we're we're two for two, which is good. So I guess with all that stated, Barrett, what is this up? Thanks for uh, listening to us. Uh, We look forward to talking about the next episode next week and hope you will join us again then. Mm -hmm.